Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special topical study of the Holy Spirit, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Sears was like, oh, man, if you got stuff from Sears, you were like, oh, that in a bag of chips. I mean, man, Sears, y'all shopped at Sears, and man, we, y'all got Garanimals? Y'all remember Garanimals? Remember Garanimals? I love me some Garanimals, and it made it easy shopping for the parents because, you know, Garanimals, you just as easy to match up. You just get, you know, like the, you know, a pair of elephant, you know, the elephant label pants, and get an elephant shirt, and that matches together. And they were, you know, or the monkey pants and the monkey shirt, and it matches together. Remember the Goranimals? I love the Goranimals. And, you know, I always wanted to wear, like, the monkey pants and the elephant shirt together. I always wanted to switch it up. I had my own style. (laughs) My mother was trying to force me into that style. I'm like, no, I don't like that. It looks better like this. So... You can put things on layaway, and I always think of that when I read this verse, that the Holy Spirit is it's like God has placed the Holy Spirit in us like a layaway, almost to tell us the Spirit of God is in you, and someday I'm going to come and get my stuff. And you, Christian, is his stuff. We belong to him, and he's coming to get us someday. Are you glad about it? Where are my people at? He's coming to get us someday, and, and, and we need to be ready. He's coming to get a bride without spot or without blemish, and we need to be ready. The Holy Spirit is a seal of ownership. Not only are you a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit, but watch this. You belong to God, and you are not your own. You've been bought with a price. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 through 21, or do you not know that your body is the Holy Spirit, is a temple of the Holy Spirit? who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own. Saints, you are not your own. You don't have no rights. You've been bought with a price. Somebody say amen. You've been bought with a price. You're not your own. You belong to God. You're bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Write this down. Chosen by the Father redeemed by the Son, sealed by the Holy Spirit. Chosen by the Father, redeemed by the Son, and sealed by the Holy Spirit. I'll talk to you more about that and what it means to be sealed because that's a topic in of itself as we continue through this study, uh, Life in the Spirit. So much to say. Uh, We'll be months, a couple of four or five months-ish. That's my disclaimer ish that means it could be a year two ish (laughs) i don't know we'll see the holy spirit 
is the third person of the Godhead. I realize that it's hard to picture the Holy Spirit as a person. It's easier to see God the Father as a person because we've all seen a father. It's easier to see God the Son as a person because he be, Jesus became a man. But when you try to understand the Holy Spirit, it's difficult because he is intangible. Yet the Bible is clear. The Holy Spirit is as much God as God the Father and God the Son, and they together form the Trinity. Now, the word Trinity, if you're taking notes, is a technical name. The word Trinity is not in the Bible. And there are some people who say, well, the word Trinity is not in the Bible, and that's why I don't believe in the Trinity. Well, then you say to them, well, the word Bible is not in the Bible, but you believe in the Bible. Y'all didn't hear me. The word Bible is not in the Bible, but you believe in the Bible, don't you? The word rapture is not in the Bible, and yet we are going home someday, the Bible says, and the trumpet will sound, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, and then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with him. The rapture of the church, that word rapture means to be snatched out. That word rapture is not in the Bible, but the idea is. The word Trinity is not in the Bible, but it is a technical name given to the teaching that says that there is one God, but this one God exists in three persons, God the Father, God the Son, saints, y'all come on, help me, and God the Holy Spirit. They are distinct. The Father is not Jesus. Jesus is not the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is not the Father. They are distinct and yet one. And there's no bitterness or jealousy among the triune God. Listen, when you get home today, I want you to go to the website. Go to our website. And last Monday after I taught, uh, I had so much to say that I wasn't able to say uh, that I just did a blog and posted it on our website. So if you go to our website on the homepage, um, if you have not already seen it, um, I did a blog, and I want you to take the time to read it. I think uh, it's important in our understanding about the Holy Spirit. And I was explaining in that blog that there is no bitterness or jealousy among the triune God. The Father, listen, never considers himself better than the Son or the Spirit, even though the Father has authority over both the Son and the Spirit. As a matter of fact, the Father wants Jesus to have the spotlight and receive the glory. John, John chapter 16, verse 14, we just read it. The Spirit will glorify the Son. So the job of the Holy Spirit, look at me, please. The job of the Holy Spirit is to point you to Jesus. The job of the Holy Spirit is never to cause you to look at the Holy Spirit and worship Him. The work of the Holy oh, wait. The work of the Holy Spirit is to cause you to worship Jesus, is to cause you, point you to Jesus. Nowhere will you see in the scriptures does the Holy Spirit take any glory for himself. He always points you to Jesus. He always, you know, we went to church for many, many years. And I, 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 I come from, many of you know, I come from Kojic or Church of God in Christ. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Where are my Kojic people at, all right? 
two people, y'all, where my coaching people at? They, okay, fine. Okay, good. And, 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 and I got saved there. Don't get me wrong. I have got nothing bad to say about Kojic, the church of God in Christ. I got saved in that church. God used that man of God to give an altar call, and I came down that aisle on January 23rd, 1982 at 7.30 p.m. at the church of God, uh, uh, friendly church of God in Christ, and, and gave my life to Jesus that night, and I have never been the same. That was 32 years ago, and I have never been the same. And you are looking at somebody that, that grew up on drugs. I started doing drugs when I was nine years old. My father's a drug dealer. I know y'all heard this before, but it ain't going to hurt you to hear it again. My, my, amen. My father's a drug dealer, and my mom was a single parent and doing the best she can. My mom worked in a freezer for 30 years packing hot dogs, ballpark franks, you plump when you cook them. And our boss was nice because we didn't have much money. And, you know, a lot of times we had mayonnaise and bread. And that's all we had. And hot dogs. Because our boss was nice to her. And if we didn't have much, our boss would let her take a case of hot dogs home. And uh, so we always had hot dogs. God knows we had hot dogs. <laughs> God knows. Let me tell y'all something. To this day. Those of y'all that know me, you have never, nor will you ever see me eat a hot dog. I, some people, well, they're office boy, we got vegan dogs now. I know you in the health food, Pastor Rodney, and they got vegan dogs. I don't care if they got dog in it, I'm not eating it. I've had enough. I ate them all my life. Hallelujah. <laughs> But God changed me that night. I got nothing bad to say about the Kojic Church of God in Christ, but I can also tell you that there were many things that, that I saw in, in, that, in church that, that just were, were not right. And it's not just Church of God in Christ. It's churches across America where they don't teach the Bible. Again, I said it earlier. If this is not taught, you're going to have imbalance in your church. Am I right about it? You're going to have imbalance. If, if you don't teach this, you're going to have imbalance. And people are going to be doing all kind of weird stuff. Chanting and clucking and barking and laughing. In the spirit, I remember I was, I was sitting in my, I told you I iced my leg between service. So I'm sitting over here icing my leg between service today. And I remember going to this one church so many years ago. And they were ultra Pentecostal. I mean, I never seen nothing like this, all right? I mean, and I seen a lot, but I never seen nothing like this. Uber. <laughs> Uber. Pentecostal, okay. And uh, i never forget. I'm, uh, <laughs> i never forget the pastor. The pastor had people. Okay, go tell him if I said this. I will say I did not say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... The pastor had everybody stand up and go greet someone. And, they, and he said, you know what I'd like for you to do? I'd like for you to go greet someone that you don't think knows the Lord and give them a hug. Now, how in the world did he expect anybody to be able to decipher that? I don't know, okay? But that's what he told them to do. Now, we are visitors. We had never been to this church. I don't even remember to this day what we were doing in that church. 
But he said to the people, I want you to go to someone who you don't think is a Christian and greet them and make them feel loved in the Lord. So everybody stand to your feet. So everybody stood up, me and Ovar stood up. And we're just standing there and all of a sudden, this person comes over and she looks at me and she says, hello, how are you, my brother? And she, and, and she looks at Elvira and she goes, sister, do you need to know Jesus? <laughs> oh, my God, I laughed. Boy, I'm telling you, I had a time on the way home. I said, so you ain't saved, huh? <laughs> I said, we've been married for nine years, and you mean you ain't been saved all this time? Because I'm telling you, she picked you out. She arrow point came straight to you. She ain't say nothing to me. She, <laughs> and she said, she said, talking to Elvira and Karen on, and I'm in the back going, this is priceless. And this, is, this is great. And Elvira's like, just, oh, sweetie, um, are you, do you know the Lord? Are you saved? And <laughs> I don't know why I do that voice. Are you saved? <laughs> and Elvira, and Elvira I could, I, I'm looking at Elvira, right? And I'm like, lady, you are barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> I'm looking at Elvira and I'm going, no, don't do it. Don't, don't do it. No, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Elvira's like... And I'm going, I felt like it was, the time stopped, you know, and I'm like, no. And Elvira looked at, she goes, she said, yes, sweetie, I know Jesus. I've been saved for a long time like that. And I was like, that's great. She gave a great response and she kind of. And boy, I'm telling you, I'm still talking about that thing today. We, <laughs> we've been married for 32 years, and I'm still talking about that. I'm like, so you ain't saved, huh? <laughs> you don't know the Lord, huh? I don't know how he expected people. And then they had what was called carpet time. And this is what I remember. They had carpet time. I wish I was making this stuff up. I am not making this stuff. This is true. If I was making it up, I'd tell you I'm just joshing. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They had carpet time. So then he said, okay, people, it's carpet time. <laughs> and, car- and carpet time meant that they had this big area in the back of the room in the back of the sanctuary and it was like a remnant of carpet, a huge remnant of carpet and people would just go back there and, wa- and get on the carpet and whatever you felt like the spirit was telling you to do, that you would do during that time. So if you felt like laughing in the spirit, you would just go back there and get on the carpet and ah, ha, 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 yeah. Or if you felt like crying or whatever or getting in the fetal position. And just like, oh, yeah, yeah. And all of these kinds of things are done in the name of the Spirit. I can tell you right now, none of that is of the Lord. The Spirit's job is to cause you to look to Jesus. Nobody should ever walk out of this church saying, well, man, did y'all feel the Spirit? I'll wait while you clap your hands. I sure will. Nobody should ever walk out this church thinking, man, did you feel the spirit? 
Ooh, man, that worship team, they were hot. Did you feel that spirit? Ooh, yeah, he was all, ooh, yeah, ooh, the spirit of God was all over me. Ooh. Uh-uh. You missed it. Because the spirit does not bring glory to himself. Y'all picking up what I'm putting down? The spirit does not bring glory to himself. The spirit causes you to worship Jesus. The spirit says worship Jesus. John 16, look at verse 14 again, and then I'm going to move on. Look at verse 14 again. He will glorify me, Jesus said, for he will take of what is mine and declare it unto you. Do you get that? So in the triune God, the father is, there's no jealousy or bitterness among the triune God. The, the, the father wants Jesus to have the spotlight. The son is never jealous of the father. The son is under the authority of the father. The son loves to do the will of the father, John 4, 34, and is always submitting fully to the father. And he does it with joy. Huh? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross and despised the shame. The son always obeyed the father and he did it with joy. Go to the website and read that blog. I think it, you'll, you'll find it interesting. The spirit is the third person in, in, in the Trinity and is under the ultimate authority of the father and the son. And again, there's a unity and a harmony and no jealousy or bitterness between the triune Godhead. Now listen, the Holy Spirit got a pen Jot this down. The Holy Spirit is a who, not a what. The Holy Spirit is a who, not a what. A.W. Tozer said, the Holy Spirit is a being dwelling in another mode of existence. He has no weight, nor measure, nor size, nor any other color, nor extension in space, but he nevertheless exists as surely as you exist. The Holy Spirit is a person with all the qualities and powers of personality. The Holy Spirit is a person not a force, an energy, electricity, a ghost, a phantom, fluid, substance, or karma. The Holy Spirit is a person. And you might say, okay, Pastor Rodney, so what's the big deal if a person relates to the Holy Spirit as an energy or a force or a person? Well, it is a big deal for a couple of two reasons. Number one, it's a problem with your understanding of the scripture, which then can be a problem with your salvation. Number two, if you believe the Holy Spirit is a force or an energy, then you are likely to try and channel the force and get more of the force. And you're less likely to be submitted to him. R.A. Torrey said this, if we think of the Holy Spirit as so many do, as merely a power or an influence, our constant thought will be, how can I get more of the Holy Spirit? But if we think of him in a biblical way, as a divine person, our thought will rather be, how can the Holy Spirit have more of me? Huh. So the Holy Spirit is a person. And if in fact he is a person, then he ought to have personality traits like a person. Yes? Why don't you try to write these down and keep up with me, okay? Talking about personality traits. If he is a person, then he ought to have personality traits. Well, let's look at some of those. The Holy Spirit, number one, has intelligence. Most people have intelligence. Amen. You'll get that on the way home. First Corinthians chapter two, verse 10 to 13. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. 
For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of a man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now, we have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. The Holy Spirit has intelligence. He is able to search the deep things of God. An energy or a force or an essence doesn't have intelligence. The Holy Spirit has a will. We can't look at every scripture today, but we'll just, you write them down, jot them down. The Holy Spirit has a will. 1 Corinthians 12, 11. But one and the same Spirit, talking about the gifts of the Spirit, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one as he wills. The Holy Spirit has a will. Not only does the Holy Spirit have intelligence and a will, but the Holy Spirit has emotion, love, joy, happiness, anger, grief, emotion. Romans chapter 15, verse 30. Now I beg you, brethren, through the Lord Jesus Christ and through the love of the Spirit that you strive together with me in prayer. The Holy Spirit has an overflowing abundance of love for us. It's the same kind of love the Father has, the same kind of love the Son has. The Father doesn't love you more. Listen to me. The Father doesn't love you more. Jesus doesn't love you more. The Holy Spirit doesn't love you more. They all love you the same. And when is the last time you heard of electricity loving you? The Holy Spirit has emotion, and the Holy Spirit can be lied to. Don't you remember the husband and wife team, Ananias and Sapphira, in Acts chapter 5? They sold some land and kept some of the money for themselves and gave some to the church, and they lied and acted like they had given all their money to the church. And Peter said, you didn't lie to man, you have lied to God, the Holy Spirit. Ananias and Sapphira You know the story. They died because they lied to the Holy Spirit. You can't lie to a force or to an energy. Now, side note, this is the only example that we have in the Bible of being slain in the spirit. Y'all didn't hear me. This is the only example we have of being slain in the spirit. Ananias and Sapphira lied to the Holy Spirit and they died. Both of them died. Now we hear so much about being slain in the spirit. Uh, And we've seen so much. I mean, you can turn on any Christian event and there's someone, you know, touching people on the forehead and, you know, and they just fall out in the spirit and they just fall out and they're laying there or... They wave a jacket at you and, you know, you just, woo And you just go out and you just lay in there and they call that being slain in the spirit. Listen, there is no example in the Bible of being slain in the spirit. Well, let me take that back. Yeah, there is. But it's not being slain in the spirit. It's being slain by the spirit. Uh, I think of 2 Kings, 185,000 Assyrians were slain in one night. Again, Ananias and Sapphira lied to the Holy Spirit, and they weren't slain in the Spirit. They were slain by the Spirit. So whether you're slain in the Spirit or by the Spirit, the point is you ain't getting up. The point is you is dead. Amen. 
the spirit killed you if you've been slain in the spirit. Y'all need to read your Bible. Y'all don't know. You need to read your Bible. You ain't getting up. I don't know where this phenomenon comes from of people being slain in the spirit. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. I think uh, perhaps it's just some phenomenon and sometimes you maybe work yourself up to the point where you're just so ecstatic and overcome or there's this expectation that when this man comes down this line, you know, the power of suggestion is very, very powerful. So I don't, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I will tell you that there is no biblical example where someone was slain in or by the Spirit and ever got up to tell anybody about it. That's what I will tell you, okay? Talking about the person of the Holy Spirit and personality traits, the Holy Spirit can be quenched. Are y'all still with me? The Holy Spirit can be quenched. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch, in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.